Trey. What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave, episode two. And yes, we are still here. We have not canceled our show yet. So, Tyler, what's going on? What up, Brendan? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, same old, same old. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in now. I like I'm that. I a heart attack from all the sports news going on. Man, now you're lying because there ain't much going on. But <laughs> Oh, it's not? I mean, there's a little something-something going on, you know, but it's been a little slowed down since NBA free agency has been, you know, watered down. But I got you. I got you. Yeah, some big stories out there. That's right. Now, fortunately, Nate would not be with us unless he just decides to pop up out of nowhere, which we would like, but the show must go on. So right. let's get into it. So finally, the Kawhi saga is over. He's been traded to the Toronto Raptors. Dun, dun, and, dun, <laughs> and DeMar DeRozan is now a San Antonio Spurs. Now, a lot of optics to this, a lot of attitude between the two towards yeah. their former employers. But I got to get no your words. thoughts about it in full. We talked about this in the group chat. Like, how do you feel about this in general? I I don't understand that on Toronto's part. Because um, essentially what this can turn out to be is just a one-year rental. And they gave right. up. They gave up a 28-year-old five-time All-Star, their best player, for a rental. And the way that they went about it, I don't agree with. You know, they told DeMar one thing during off-season, and then all of a sudden he gets pushed out. I agree. I just, it was just a mess. It's a win on the Spurs part, though. They get a very good two-way player, young in his prime, and they get rid of a discord two-star. But, yeah, I don't know. Right, and what I thought about it when it first went down, I was like, okay, the Raptors actually have a superstar. Not to say DeMar DeRozan isn't a superstar. I think he's in between that border of not being. like that second tier, third tier. Right, right. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, the Raptors, they kind of won, but then I had to think about it. The Raptors lost this trade. But they can actually, but they lost. They lost it on paper. They can actually win this trade, though. Now, what I believe. Now you're right. It's a one year rental, so it doesn't make sense to give up your your franchise centerpiece for a guy that's going to be a rental. Right. And regardless of what anyone says, Kawhi's not coming back to Toronto in 2019. No, nah, they could just they could just. Well, he is kind of. There was reports that he's warming up to playing for Toronto. You know, everything about Kawhi at this point, I just simply don't believe. Because since the rumors have hit that he wanted to be a Clipper, I've all just automatically stopped believing in anything that's being reported from his camp. I think they're unreliable. That's just my opinion. Yeah, they're kind of. So, what I had to think about this. Now, DeRozan's good, but Kawhi is a, is a damn good player. He's a top five player in the NBA right now. And right. other than LeBron, one thing that has prevented the Raptors from going to the NBA Finals is that one guy you can really rely on to score. Now, DeRozan, he's a, he's a, he was their franchise centerpiece, but you can right. make the argument when the big times arise, he did not show up. Yeah, they don't have that, that mental fortitude. It's like they fall apart. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's not going to be a big step up because Kawhi's not the vocal leader that you want, and DeRozan is just that guy. He's a good teammate, but is he that guy? He's that rah-rah guy? I don't think so. So there's that. But I think about it on the positive side. What if the Raptors do get a healthy Kawhi Leonard back and they have to go through the Eastern Conference that is devoid of LeBron? He's all to L.A. now. They have to deal with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Those are the cream of the crop of the Eastern Conference. Now, if you ask me, in a seven-game series, they could possibly beat both the Sixers and the Celtics. Now, any arguments with that, or they can, but you got to look at the moves that Toronto has made so far this offseason. They get rid of Casey, mm-hmm. and they they bring in Kawhi, but now you have to try to implement him in with Kyle Lowry, who was friends with Demar. So that that could be another thing too. So it's just 
I don't know. It, I mean, they were number one seed last year, but I think it's going to be a bit of an adjustment period. And then even for Kawhi, he has to get the rust off. He hasn't played in about a year. Right. So, you know. And also the head coach is going to be a big deal. Nick Nurse is their new head coach. They fired Dwayne exactly. Casey in the offseason. Which doesn't make sense to me. Either. And, I, I, you know, it, I would say it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense from the standpoint as – you have the right head coach, but is he the more than right head coach to actually take this team over the hump? And is what I, how I saw the flyer as was back in I believe it was two thousand and six or two thousand and seven. The San Diego Chargers mm-hmm. went fourteen and two. They lost to the Patriots in the divisional round, and right. they fired Marty Schoenheimer right after that season. Now, this was not a knock on Schoenheimer. He was an excellent coach. They had charges had some good seasons under him, but they also had to say, like, okay, enough is enough because we need someone who's going to take the take this team over the hump, over the Patriots. Right. But now, right. But to your point, have, have the Chargers ever gotten they, back to that? Well, if you want to talk about as a perennial playoff team in that era, yeah, they, they did. They were wild and team. you can make the argument you can make the argument card. that in 2007 when the Patriots were undefeated and Phillip Rivers and LaDainian Thompson then both have nagging injuries, they could have possibly beaten the Patriots and ended their undefeated streak. But I wish they were from the topic. The point is, I believe that right, right, right. the head coach is going to have a big, 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 big task ahead of him because this is a very talented right. at this team. Now, if you ask me, I'm not that high on Kyle Lowry, but when it's time to get him to the get time to get his team to the playoffs, he will get his team to the playoffs. And you have Fred Van Vliet off the bench. You have one of the most underrated centers in the East in Jonas Valanciunas. They have a very underrated. underrated. They have a very, very good right. core on their team. They can make some noise, but it's all with the head coaching. And this kind of same situation when David Blatt was brought in by the Cavaliers and LeBron's return. And even you could make the argument that this is the same thing with Tyron Lue. Maybe it's the, it could right. be the right team, but it could not be the right coach. All right. I mean, to get back to the head coaching thing, I mean, Nick Nurse's resume compared to that of Dwayne Casey is like he's only coached in double-A. He's only been a head coach in double-A. I just don't understand it. Casey won Coach of the Year. He got the Raptors to a 59-win season, first season in the East. I just don't understand firing Casey and then now having Kyle Lowry essentially the only like to try to implement Kawhi with the new head coach too. I think it's I think it's a step back. It it is a step Honestly. back because you know you see what I like in a head coach is his ability to galvanize players. Now, we right. don't know about Nick Nurse. We, don't, as a matter of fact, we know nothing about Nick Nurse. Like this is this this name came out of nowhere. And when the Raptors hired him, we're like, okay, who is this guy? And it's not it's no knock on Nurse. He's probably a good coach. We probably don't know much about him. But what what we do know is that he has never coached on a very high level before. He's been assistants on. He's coaching in the D league yeah. as a head coach. Exactly. So, if, if I'm a Raptors fan, I may be concerned, but, you know. Maybe. Maybe. Because, listen, like I said, we don't know nothing about this guy. He could be a he could be a, uh, a stellar head coach or he could be another David Black. Not David Black was a bad coach, but he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Now, I, I'm just. From a Spurs perspective. It's a definite win. Absolutely. And you know something? I think a lot of people saying that the Spurs will not make it back to the playoffs this upcoming season. I say they're wrong. Because will a loss of Tony Parker hurt? Absolutely it will. Because that's a glue guy right there. Even (laughs) though, even though that notion was... It hurts the locker room, but I don't... In terms of playing, I... Maury is better. Oh, absolutely, he is. But so I'm, I'm talking about from a locker locker room perspective. He he's definitely right. from a locker room's presence. That's good. yeah, exactly. But um, you have Dejounte Murray, and let me tell you, yeah. this Lonnie Walker kid, 
I was watching in uh summer league. This kid's legit. Like that is a legitimate yeah, yeah. backup point guard who could ultimately possibly split time. He's gonna split time with uh Murray, obviously, but can he take over his spot? Right, right. I, I, you know, I wouldn't doubt that. Then no, you have no. uh Rudy Gay still on the team. Pau Gasol, right. Lamarcus Aldridge actually is living up to his contract now, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fine. They have a team that can make noise. Quietly, like, I, I want to say quietly make noise. Sox, it's an oxymoron, I know, but this is a team that's under the radar. Yeah. People are just forgetting about them because of the whole Kawhi situation and how he got treated from the, the higher-ups to the players and all that. I think that right, right. this season will be a little more smoother when – you will see them play. Then I, you know, they're not worried about, oh, my God, when's our star player coming back? They have the star player now. Exactly. So that's good for them. And I'm, I'm really – they're one of the most interesting teams for me coming into this upcoming season because there's – Right. First of all, I won't, I won't count out oh, Popovich. You can never count out Popovich. But yeah. this is a team, like, you know, I, I was born in 1997. I started watching basketball probably around 2001. Ever since then, right. the Spurs have been making the playoffs consistently. Like I don't, I don't think there was a time right. they missed the playoffs. I'm probably wrong about that. For the past twenty years, yeah, exactly. And back when David Robinson was playing and all that, it was, was like the their reign of dominance in the West has been remarkable, and I think it's overlooked by a lot of people when we talk about franchises, mm-hmm. dynasties. Yeah, yeah, they get yeah, overlooked majorly, and I think that. I think it's because they never really had, like, that big superstar player. I mean, aside from Duncan, but Duncan was, like, the quiet superstar. He wasn't this, you know. Yeah. I don't want to say he wasn't. But that's, like, the personality of the every spur. Ginobili, Parker. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's just the way they are. They and play good basketball. Yeah, and just, like, I, I, I compare the Spurs a lot to the St. Louis Cardinals because they – do it their way. They don't branch out. They don't spend a lot of money on people. They like to develop from within. And, you know, the Cardinals may not have exuded that in the past, you know, two years, but there was a time where the Cardinals were bringing up players, developing players through the minor league system, and they work with that success while also bringing some people on the side and they said, you know, you know, you do what you do, but we're going to use our guys. We're going to use internal prospects, and we are going to succeed. They're stuck with that, and you know, maybe now it's backfiring on them. But this could possibly it could possibly be the same thing with the Spurs. Right. So there's that. Now, but do you think this might be the end of the Spurs dynasty if if they miss the playoffs this season? Nah, do you think that Popovich nah, other than that, Popovich retiring, I want to counter with a question. What would you say is the end of the Spurs dynasty, in your opinion? Honestly, I thought that maybe this offseason would have been the end of it. You know, with Kawhi being disgruntled and with Popovich going through his personal issues with his mm-hmm. wife passing away, I kind of felt that maybe it was kind of teetering into a the end of it, right you know? and it's crazy because it's it's like we are seeing something that's unprecedented like we, when right. we think about basketball one of the most consistent teams we're gonna think about the warriors but that's for the the average nba fan the yeah they're yeah. not they're not hardcore nba fans but we talk about the san antonio spurs this is a team that is built off of excellence and excellence alone now, if you ask me what would be the ending of their dynasty, it won't be with Kawhi. It will be them missing the playoffs this upcoming season because that shows me that the luster is off this team finally, you know. And, you know, when. But don't you think that if they make the playoffs and they have like a first round exit, that kind of, that kind of signifies the end of it? I group? would say that too. I was, going, I was actually going to get to that. Because yeah. you know, if say if they run into the Warriors and stuff like that, I want to right. give them the excuse because it's the Warriors and they're just supremely talented. But at the end of the day, you're just like, damn, 
again, another first round exit. Yeah. You know, and this could happen. They play the Rockets or even the Lakers. So right now, the Spurs are in a very, very yeah. tough spot. They're in a position where they're they're in a no win position right now yeah. because. Right, do they have to kind of conform to the new NBA, or they just go down with the ship with the old fundamental, um, disciplinary mindset? Well, you know? I think it's all a matter of who is in that front office and who is the head coach, because I'm pretty sure Popovich has a lot of pull with the front office. Yeah, he's kind of like it's kind of like the Belichick, where he's kind of like head coach. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, so. so it's all a matter of that. Are they going to break the norm? Well, if they're going to break the norm, they have to fire the coach. Now, is that a risk that you're willing to take? Probably not. You will want to. You will want to let Popovich go out on his own terms, unless yeah, unless there is a catastrophic couple of seasons that's following the 2018 season where they missed the playoffs. They have bad records. You still you hear. More and more things being spilled out from the Spurs locker room from past players. You know, this is that would be the end of what the Spurs are really about. Yeah, yeah. So I think that once Popovich leaves, that's when the Spurs ever. I agree with that. And I think it's going to end this season. I think this season, Popovich and Manu, they retire, and then um. What's the what's the assistant coach's name? The female, um, Nancy Lieberman. No, not Nancy Lieberman. No, yeah. that I know it's. Um, I know who you talk about. I forgot her name though. I forgot her name. I'll, I think it wouldn't be a a major surprise to see her kind of step into the head coach's role. Oh yeah, you know what? They people have been talking about that. I think, I think she's a she's a shoe in to take over for exactly. I think that that Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond's her name, by the way. Yeah, Becky. Yes. Whether it's this season or like next season, off season, it's gonna happen. I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree. I think this is it. This is the last year of the Popovich era, and they can't fire Popovich. No, absolutely Popovich not. Has to resign. We don't fire Popovich. Absolutely not. But I'm gonna hold you to that because, as a matter of fact, before I go further, I have to ask you: Where would the Spurs end up in the West? Just give me. Seating? Seating wise, now nah, you don't have to give me exact number, but you can give me like a range of you where you expect them to be. Uh, seating, I have them. I have them anywhere from six to eight. Six to eight, I I would agree because with that. they kind six to eight. I feel like they're going to be somewhere. They're going to have a similar record to the Grizzlies. I feel like they're kind of a similar. They're similar basketball teams, so I think they're going to be around that that bottom tier of playoff seeds, six to eight. Mm, Grizzlies, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, they were injured. They had a lot of uh, issues last season. But, damn, the West is so stacked now, you just can't. It's going to be a dogfight for that AC because, boy, the West is stacked. I want to see more than ever, but, you know, it's it's going to be a dogfight. Mm -hmm. Phoenix could even creep into that eighth spot, you I, know, with Booker and and Aiton. They can even. It's creep not into their that. time yet. It's not their time yet. I think because he, there's a, still a lot of youth on that team. They're gonna have to go through a lot of teams that's built to win, especially in the West with the Jazz, Thunder, Lakers, Warriors, Rockets. They have a tough road to go, and it's. Worse. I think the big difference will lie in where the Trailblazers will end up and where the Pelicans will end up. And why I say those two teams is is how will the Blazers bounce back after getting swept by the Pelicans, but how also how will the Pelicans bounce back from losing Boogie? Although they did get Julius Randle, which is a very low-key great signing, by the way. Right. I don't know why you guys let him go. It, it doesn't. Well, I, I think – the reason why the Lakers let him go is because they – I think they've been playing the death lineup for some time now. If you haven't seen it. Have you seen the death lineup yet? No, I haven't So, seen it. Um, it will consist of Lonzo Ball being that point guard, shooting guard. It's KCP or Josh Hart. Either one is good with me. 
Uh, small forward will be Brandon Ingram, Powell Ford, Kyle Kuzma, and center is LeBron. Did I not say that LeBron could play center? Listen, you did say that. I said you said that. You, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And you and Nate laughed at me. He can't play center. Nah, 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 nah. I'm telling you. LeBron can do whatever. Listen, listen. I get, I get that. I get. All right, enough with all that. All right, enough with that great nonsense. But listen, you just have to. I'm not accepting anything. I I have reason to back that up. But we got a whole other episode for that. We won't get to that. I promise you that. Okay, great. We will. So, but anyways, my point about LeBron playing center is just not ideal. That's that's just my point. It's not ideal. That's all, you know. I'm not doubting anything LeBron does because it, with all the haters that he has, for what every, this one person will say he can't do, he'll end up doing it. I'm not going to doubt him. I'm just saying it's just not an right. ideal thing to do that you're going to put out consistently, game after game after game. That's all I'm saying. I can understand that, but I have faith in LeBron. Hey, I, hey, side note. In about three, four years, get ready for uh for Bronny Jr. to come to LA. Get you know, I'm not. I would not You're be not surprised. excited about I that. I would not be surprised. But also, would you be excited? To listen, if he listen, if he's a baller out of college, I take anyone that can ball on the Lakers. I don't care who it is. Now, I already know. I've said, so, wait, hold on, hold on now. I know I've said I did not want LeBron, but that's because of a few. I'm looking towards the future. That's all. But if the kid can ball, why not? I have no choice but to accept it, and that's all. So there's that. So. If he can ball, then Lonzo's going to be out of here yeah, in three, four years. Lonzo might be out of here by next year. <laughs> I mean, like, right, I mean, like it, it's. Listen, man, it's not looking good for him. But you know, I like, Lonzo, I, I like Lonzo. But you know something? There was one reason why I love the Rondo signing is because it's gonna push the hell out of Rondo. This is what he needs. I said, I oh, no, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. It's gonna push Lonzo because damn, they sound alike, so. right? Don't they sound alike? Just a little. Yeah, yeah that's why I got the confused. Rondo, Rondo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This is gonna push him because the Maybe. the issue with I don't see that that mentality in Lonzo. I don't see that 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 uh like that, that want to competitiveness. He's he's too he's you know? too passive. But think about it. What yeah, he's kind of yeah he's passive. But yeah. what I like about the signings that the Lakers made, you got veterans on the team like Stevenson. You have Michael Beasley, who's just added, who I really like as a signing. Um, yeah, I like the push. Uh, yeah, a little overrated with the signing, but yeah, I, I like group chat overrated. The hell overboard. That's for sure. Yeah, but the, they went overboard with the contenders. Absolutely. Thing. But um, oh, by the way, I hate to air up my boy like this, but Nate has been saying that the signing of Michael Beasley will be the difference between the Lakers winning the championship next season, not the season after next, next season, this season. Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Not Michael Jordan or or Michael whatever. Michael Not Beasley. even Michael B. Jordan, a.k.a. Justice Young. Not even him. Right. Michael Beasley. No disrespect to Michael Beasley, but he's not that caliber of a player. He's a very good player, but he's not He's not the difference maker. Exactly. From a championship team, from a contender team. It's just not. No, you still have some building to do. Exactly. You still got you still got four or five potential Hall of Famers that play for Golden State. So you still have some some room to make up. Exactly. So back to my point. Right. We have veterans on the team now who is going to push Lonzo to be that aggressive dude. Because if you see the way he drives, he's a very he's very underrated at driving to the paint. Very, very good. Yeah, he is. So we need more of that. We need more of that. We need him to shoot more. Now, granted, his uh, his jump shot is not that, that good. Yeah, we need to see the form improve a little. But yeah. I believe that he will need to do way more. Well, he's going to have less pressure because of Rondo and LeBron. So LeBron's going to be holding yeah. getting the ball up the court some of the time. 
but uh, we need to see more. We absolutely need to see more. Yeah. There was there was one game that my fault. That's all good. There was one game where Lonzo played. I forgot who he played against, but he had like a new shooting for him. I don't know if you recall what game it is, but he like he had a different shooting for him. He actually shot about fifty percent from the field. It was it. I think it was against Phoenix. It was like. Yeah, he had like a new form that he that he shot with. He wasn't going across his face or across his body. It was just straight. You know what? I, I feel like that was a Spurs game. It was on the road. I think so. Yeah. I, I if he can continue that form consistently, then I think he'll have the starting. Spot. Also, him getting swole is a big deal too. Very big deal. Yeah. Brandon Ingram needs to have what Lonzo Ball is having, but yeah, Lonzo's getting yeah. Tough. So. Next topic, we will be talking about the legacy of DeMar DeRozan as a Toronto Raptor. So, <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I honestly feel like De- DeMar DeRozan is maybe, just maybe, the best Raptor of all time. Over Vince Carter, yes, he is. Let me go through these uh, numbers. He is the all-time leader in points. Fifth in rebounds, third in assists, and first in games and minutes played. Now, one thing I do want to point out is the Raptors under Vince Carter's leadership. They really didn't have the success that DeMar DeRozan had. When DeMar DeRozan got drafted, he was consistently in the playoffs. And, yeah, did he perform up to the standards of a guy who should have been in the playoffs? Yeah, no, but listen, sometimes we have to be fair to, you know, to some of these players because we, if we judge them as harshly as ever, then, you know, we would, we would be critical of every player. And we, that would not be fair. But I wanted to get your thoughts about it because I want to know if we're on the same page. You know, yesterday, or whenever we spoke about this before, I had DeMar as number one. Mm-hmm. But I looked back and I forgot about Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh would be number three. Then, number three. Have him I three? have him three. I had him. I had him three, but I was fighting whether or not he should be at that second spot. Not, because, and I understand because Chris, like, when we think about Chris Bosh, we think about him as a Miami Heat. This dude, this dude right. ran Toronto in his time. Like he was that guy. Exactly. But I, I get it. like, but my thing about making him three is because Vince Carter, the aura he had around him. Like not only he was a great player, he was the face of Toronto because. Let's think about Toronto back when he was there. You had the Blue Jays. They are nothing like mm-hmm. they were nothing like where, where they were in like what 2015, 2016. They were a non-factor. There is right. no football team in Toronto, so we ain't gonna talk about that. But I mean, the, literally all Toronto had at the time was the grassy. I don't think the Maple Leafs were good at that time. So I don't think so. When we talk about Vince Carter. He galvanized that city, and that's why when he left, it left a huge hole. And they, you know, they used Bosch to fill that void, which he did. But Vince Carter just had something different about him when he was he was there. Yeah, it was kind of I guess because that was during the expansion time, and they kind of didn't have they didn't have a superstar. They didn't have like a a, a staple in that team, and Vince Carter came along, right? And he became that guy, right? So when you go with impact and you know influence, you could put Vince Carter one, but in terms of consistency and and skill set, Demar, I would put him above Vince Carter. Now I'm looking at the and maybe even Bosch. I'm looking at the if we're talking just consistency, right? Right. I'm looking at the uh, points numbers. The discrepancy is pretty big. So Demar Derozan is at thirteen thousand two hundred and ninety six. Chris Bosh is right. under him at two thousand. Excuse me, ten thousand two hundred seventy-five. That's a pretty big deal. And then you have Vince Carter yeah. following with nine thousand four twenty. Blaze it. Um, but you know, I feel that we didn't give enough press to Demar Derozan leaving. 
it's a it was a big deal, but I think it was more because Kawhi was in the deal and all the nonsense that surrounded yeah. him. Toronto right. lost the centerpiece in their franchise. That's they lost the all time great. That he yeah, he he's literally an all time great and people are completely forgetting about that and I think they need to show him more respect. Right. Maybe it was because he didn't really he didn't really come in, you know, guns blazing and he wasn't the DeMar that he is now when he first played. He kind of developed into that. Correct. And, and so- Yeah, exactly. And I think when you look back at it, it's just he I think people just look back at the playoffs. What did he do in the playoffs? Yeah. Why couldn't he get past LeBron? And it's right. somewhat unfair, but you have to look at stuff like that. We have to, you know, like yeah. I said, you can't judge players too critically, but you have to be critical of them because you can't give them excuses. So yeah. kind of like the Jerry West syndrome. Exactly, exactly. That's that's he's a logo, but he's like what one and eight, one and nine in the, the final. That's a good mm-hmm. discussion to have. Why is Jerry West the logo? That's uh, I have no clue. Like, 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 you know, whoever was listening, I'm sorry if I'm being too much of a millennial. I apologize, but maybe, just maybe, it deserves an upgrade. I mean, who knows? Maybe they should have been switched to Jordan. Maybe, you know. I mean, listen, I believe that the logo. I would have even accepted Kareem, but the Skyhook logo is, is a better logo. Or even Dr. J. Damn, that's a Skyhook logo would be gorgeous. I would like that. Right. You know, maybe Adam Silver will consider changing it, but who knows? They probably they probably won't. They probably yeah. They probably won't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we gonna talk about that one day. We we will. Yeah. So we're done with that. Now we gotta get to the real stuff. Josh Hader. Oh, the nitty gritty. Josh Hader. The floor is yours, brother Brent. So, I've been telling my friends for past week, I'm going to rant about this Josh Hader situation. Because this is abs- This is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in a long time. So, All-Star Game. Now, side note, the All-Star Game was really entertaining. MLB All-Star Game, very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. But I saw Josh hated uh, trending. And I thought it was because he gave up the home run to Gene Segura, but it wasn't that. I saw his tweets. KKK references. Homophobic slurs. The N-word. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on now. The N-word, not N and A, but the E-R. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I also saw he was 17 years old when he said this. This was back in 2011. Now, let me be clear about something. There's some people that was accepting of people saying the, the N-word with the A for white people. Some people were accepting white people saying it. I was never one of them, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm speaking from a general sense. But the ER has never, ever, ever been accepted by anybody. And I mean anybody. So I'm listening to his apology. He's sorry. He's sorry. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. This and that. But then he blamed that one thing. Rap music. Rap music. Now, Tyler, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard... A rap song, any rap artist use the N-word with the N in the ER? No. If you it's always GGA. It's exactly. Exactly. ER. So if you do, put me on. I would like to know. When are we gonna stop blaming rap music for our shortcomings? Us being stupid and ignorant. When when is that gonna stop? You know, all this energy is focused towards the kid made his mistake. He was young. He was stupid. He was immature. I don't want to hear none of that. That's 17 years old nonsense. 
That's stupid. You want to know why? Because everybody knows at a certain age, you do not say that word. Period. You do not say that word. But, but goodness, I go on Twitter, and wow, what do I see? People saying, I forgive him. Are you perfect? Everybody makes mistakes. This was not a mistake. This was not a mistake. And all this notion that it couldn't have been a mistake because it was blatant and it was it was progressive. It was consistent. He was it wasn't just one tweet. It was it was multiple. It was multiple. That's the thing. It was multiple. And, and it I'm... wasn't just with it wasn't just with the, the N word, it was with other things too, other disgusting disgrace. Just vile things. Well, just... It like I my my brain is is like like exploding because there are so many people defending him. Why are we defending him? And the worst part is last no, nah, this well, technically it's Monday, so let me backtrack. Right. Saturday night, he comes in to pitch. What happens? He gets a standing ovation. He gets a standing ovation. Let me be clear about something. This is not coming from the Cardinals fan, this comes from me myself. The Brewers fans should be ashamed of themselves. And you, I can never in my life, again, even dare root for them because of that. You are defending racism. Why are we defending racism? Why are we not holding people accountable for racism? And the crazy thing is, I thought about this. Those same people in the crowd, those are probably the same people that still hate Michael Vick to this day. Those are the same people that would still boo Colin Kaepernick if he got an NFL contract tomorrow. And he played in the preseason? He, or are you playing the regular season? Like, America is beyond backwards in this situation. Why are we like this? Why, why in the world are we defending this kid? Because he was 17 years old? Because he said I was sorry? He wasn't sorry. He was sorry he got caught. He knew what he was tweeting. He knew what he was doing. And he knew that his social life is over because he said some ignorant things in the past. And I am not here for his sympathy whatsoever. Go on, Talo. Right, right. I agree with everything you said. There shouldn't be any sympathy towards it. There shouldn't be, you know, any stand... I don't understand the standing ovation thing. That's just... It's baffling. It's baffling. It's it. it's just disrespectful. It it just you know. And one of my other problems is, excuse my grandma. I don't care though. One of my problems with this is the fact that play like these fans have a notion that if you can perform on the field, you're cool with me. A lot of people have that. That's why, you know. I know I, t- I know I said Michael Vick, but that's why he got a job and people was embracing it. But they actually, you know what? They embraced it when he got good. If he stunk, he said he should have stayed in jail. Really? I guarantee you. People were <laughs> clamoring for Ray Rice to get a job. And he said he was sorry, this and that, and, you know. But my point is, we have to get to a point where we say he's a good player. Josh, Josh Hayden is an excellent reliever, by the way. Excellent reliever. Yeah. But we yeah. have to get to a point where we say, okay, do we want someone like that representing our franchise? Absolutely not. I'm not calling for his release, but let's not give him excuses for being the way he is. And only we don't know if he's like that today because everyone says that he's a I'm good teammate, he's that. a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone assumes that. But at the end of the day, the Brewers fans, the Brewers teammates in the media is being very, 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 very passive with this kid. And I understand that as a teammate of his, you need to have his back. But in this situation, someone got to pull him. Someone got to pull him to the side and be like, hey, yo, what was this? Why? Why were you doing these things? Do you still think this way? They definitely need an explanation. You can't just apologize. You can't just say you were young. You need to explain what that is, why you said it, what was... Like, you need... Like, you have to go into detail about something like that because 
it was more than just the n-word it was it was the womanizing tweets there was just it was just disgusting it wasn't even it was just disgusting you know this is why baseball is behind and just practically everything we think about sports their pace of play they don't even stick to it yeah, and when it so. comes to you know race relations and diversity in the game they don't give a crap about that they don't get they don't care you want to know why because they bring in numbers every time the world series comes around they mm-hmm. as long as that is the case they're not going to care about anything else than the guys going out there and playing baseball and that's it and you know it's a business i get it but do better mlb do better let's move on now I want you now. I want your thoughts on very quick, very quickly, on the Lakers mural. What you vandalized the the, the vandali- Yes, yes, they vandalized it again. You didn't see Lakers fans. You Lakers fans need to relax, okay? I don't. I I don't understand what this what this vandalism is going to prove. I don't understand why. Why are you guys so sour towards LeBron? Like, do you guys not realize you haven't been to the playoffs in the past, what, four or five seasons? And you have arguably the greatest basketball player in history on your team. It wasn't like, you know, like, I don't understand it. You have a new GM that brought him in. Magic Johnson is co-signing him. Like, I don't understand why. What's with all the LeBron hate? I don't understand. You know something? I I have no explanation for it. And the mural itself wasn't even disrespectful. Like the first one, not to understand, but right. the second one right. that they that they vandalized it was, it was paying homage. He was looking up towards all of the greats. Exactly. No? I, I have I have no explanation for this because we you no know, a lot of people are talking about this is disrespectful to LeBron. Think about the person who spent their time exactly painting exactly. that mural, and you have the nerve and the audacity. To, to just deface it, exactly. Like where where are we as people that we would want to deface someone's work because we have personal feelings against the person? Right. Like, you just talked about accountability with uh with Hater. Lakers fans that did that need accountability. Account. I'm sorry. Accountability too, because that's just it's unacceptable. Damn, bro, I gave you the stutters, but <laughs> anyways, listen. <Right. laughs> listen. All I know is. This has got to stop from a standpoint of being a fan and just appreciating art. This has to he hasn't stop. Played a game. He hasn't played a game, and y'all are not accepting of him. Now, let, let me be clear. For probably the fifth or sixth time, I didn't want LeBron on the Lakers. But that doesn't give, that doesn't give me the right no. to say, listen, we ain't going to discuss that now, all right? We, listen. The biggest free agent on the market. Whatever, okay? Whatever. <laughs> My point is, I would never do something like that. And it's not as, it's just, it's disgusting. Like, like I appreciate art in general. I'm a writer. I listen to music on a, on a daily I appreciate art in its entirety. I may not draw. I, can't, I probably can't draw worth the damn, but I appreciate some good drawings here and there. But this situation, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And and I, I'm just hoping there was some scenario that there's some some jerk that's a Clipper fan who is doing this to these murals and trying to blame Laker fans. So that'll take the heat off of us. I'm hoping. Yeah. I don't know. But brother can hope. So there's that. So, in closing, it is what's on your mind. Tello, what's right. on your mind? What's on my mind? Well, what's on my mind is social media, right? Mm-hmm. We just got finished talking about the Josh Hader situation, and it made me reflect on social media. It made me reflect on the dangers of social media, especially for athletes or um, prospects or soon-to-be professional athletes that, you know, aspire to make millions and get sponsorships and endorsements and things like that. You have to really, really, really be careful what you post on social media. 
because it lasts forever, as you can see. It doesn't go away. We've seen instances with uh, Dante DiVincenzo. I'm saying I might be saying his name wrong. DiVincenzo. Say that one more time. DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. We've seen the thing with him. It was similar. He was saying he was referring to Meek Mill lyrics, but he used the N-word too. Um, You can take it back to... Let's see, who else? I'll give you, I'll give you one. Marshall Henderson, when uh, Michael Sam was on uh, ESPN Kissing His Boyfriend, I think I drafted, and he has some words about it. Right. Or even Josh Allen, you know, Yep. in the past April. So you can see, like, it's a recurring thing where you might post something, and it might be from years back or whatever, but it can resurface and it can harm you years later. Absolutely. So you need to be careful about what it is that you're posting, whether you're a million-dollar athlete, whether you're an everyday businessman or whoever, because you don't know who can see it. You don't know who can be exposed to it, and you don't know the negative impact that it might have. Absolutely. You got to really, really be careful with that, and that's, that's what's on my mind. I agree with everything you said, but I got two responses to that. One, I don't like this notion, because I've seen it on Twitter. I don't like this notion that social media has all of a sudden become bad because your, your, your skeletons in the closet has been dug up. Right, let, me, right. let, me, let, me be, let me be clear about something. There's a reason why, you know, things in this country are the way there is. It's because of lack of accountability. We, we reserve to, we, excuse me, we reserve the right to question people for what they posted in the past. Now, right. obviously, you know, our attitudes have changed due, due to the times changing. But at that at the end of the day, we still have to ask questions on why things are being said. Number two, Josh Allen's situation, I compare it to Josh Hader's, and I think it's different because the A's used, nah, not that it's any less bad that a white person is using it, but mm-hmm. I think that he, he used it, in, like the context he was using it in was different, and it wasn't in a really vicious, hateful manner. So I think those situations are different. I think that his name should not be brought up in when we talk about Hater and his situation. Right. So um, just to, I'm sorry, just to quickly respond to what you were saying, I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not the media, but I'm just condemning, not. you know, the nonchalant, the nonchalant posting and the nonchalant, oh, whatever, I can just say this and I can do this. Like, you have to really be careful what it is you're posting. I'm condemning anybody that that just posts and say whatever and think that there's not going to be no repercussions or no disciplinary action towards it. Whether it be now, five years from now, ten years from now, wherever, it can come back to bite you and you're going to have to pay for it. Oh, I got, I got you. I was just referring to some people who is, you know, trying to defend Hater by saying, oh, you know, we've all said things, blah, blah, this and that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to condemn that crowd because that crowd is, should be ashamed of themselves and they should hold them accountable. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. So, what's on my mind? Why is the national anthem still the topic of discussion in football? And it's because of our stupid president. Yes, I'm a liberal, and I said our president's stupid. If you have a problem with that, you can add me on Twitter. My name is Coley X. At me, okay? Excuse me, no. Coley underscore 97. Get me. There you go. <laughs> so, our president has an issue. Excuse me. Their president has an issue with the NFL backtracking off of their policy, which they should have done in the first place, but that, but honestly, they shouldn't have touched it in the first place. Want to know why? Because the NFL was concerned that the ratings would go down and all this other stuff. People would be boycotting games. Two, two right. things. One, there's people on both sides of the spectrum that's going to be boycotting games because Kyle Kaepernick is still not signed. And if he gets signed, he's going. People going to boycott. If he does get signed, people are going to boycott. So good luck with right. that. Number two, people are streaming more and more and more these days. So when you talk about ratings are dropping, look across the board. 
to every TV show. People are streaming. People are watching on the on the internet now. People are not trying to go to a TV. People who don't have time to go to a TV, they probably at work. They probably at a function, and they, they still want to watch because the function is boring. So that there's that. Let it go, Donald Trump. Let it go, man. The players are protesting because you gave them the platform to protest. You want to call them out, and now you want to cut. You want to catch feelings because they want to kneel for the flag that you have tried to take as your own and try to twist the meaning of it. Let it go, man. This is like I am. I want football back. I I don't want football to be politicized. I want football to be fun again. Right. And honestly, this issue is not going away anytime soon. Why? Because people are going to keep bringing it up instead of just focusing on the athletes that are on the field. And it's a shame. Right. So, that concludes episode number two. We will be back with episode number three whenever every, everyone gets here <laughs> and actually wants to right. do it. <laughs> no, right. no shade, Nate. I love you, bro. But we will be back next week, week after. We'll tell you. And this was fun. Week two, this was fun. Right. Just the fun, you know? Just the fun. Kind of like, geez, what is going on tonight? I think it's just too late. It's way past my bedtime. So I'm just messing up words. Listen, I met. This was kind of nice, you know, this, you know, this one two punch, you know, Jordan Pippen. That's right. I'm Jordan, of course. He's going to be. Stop Pippen, playing with me. You know, stop playing with me. I'm just saying, you know, I'm Jordan, of course. Stop playing with me, man. Or even, you know, LeBron D Wade, you know. Nah, I'm that's LeBron why. That's, that's more like it. That's more like it. I'll take. But you still D Wade. I'll though. take like D Wade. D Wade was a monster, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So what you trying to say about Pippen? What are you trying to Listen, say? Listen, Pippen was good, but Wade was different. Let's be clear. You know this. What he said. Oh, do we have to have this discussion too? I love to have this discussion. You got people gonna have to find out next week, but we gonna have this discussion. We gonna have this discussion. Oh, All right, we gotta discuss this. Who was the best sidekick? Sidekick. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. My uh, Dwayne Wade is not my number one sidekick. Wink, wink. Who's your number one sidekick? They're going to have to find out at the next episode. <laughs> I know you're going to say that. I know you're going to say that. Uh, <laughs> all right, people. Be cool. Be safe. And we'll see you next week. Or week after. Peace, Peace out.